You're listening to season two of Kids Cue the Music, a podcast where we talk to musicians, composers, performers, and kids. Kids like you. We're asking the questions you've always wondered but never had the chance to ask. And we'll listen to music to see what makes it so interesting and fun and sometimes strange. Because music is for you. I am your co-host, Arlene. And I am your co-host, Rebecca Lane, Sarah's mom and director and owner of the Lane School of Music. Let's Let's cue the music. Music. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Kids Cue the Music. I am your co-host Rebecca Lane, and I am the co-host or with the snap. Nice, I love it. Yeah, and today we are meeting with Dr. Lin Kuo, who is the assistant concertmaster of the National Ballet Orchestra. So this is exciting. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the instrument or instruments you play? Oh, sure. Well, I am originally from St. John's, Newfoundland. So from the rock, as they say, the island. And I started piano first when I was seven and then didn't start the violin until I was nine. So I was always known as the pianist who played violin. And then eventually I was known as the person who played both the piano and the violin. And then eventually I was advised to choose one or the other. Eventually I chose the violin. And when I came to Toronto for university, I decided to start auditioning for jobs. So I auditioned for the National Ballet of Canada Orchestra job. There was a audition for section violin and an audition for assistant concertmaster. So two very different jobs. One was just a normal violin job and one was sitting in the front. And I wanted to go for the section job the one sitting in the back and the assistant concertmaster job audition was first. So I used that as a dress rehearsal for the section violin job, but I ended up winning the assistant concertmaster job. That's my story. That's an amazing story. I did not know that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I serve off playing violin, but I want to play piano. Oh, well you definitely can do both. Why not? <laughs> do you have any advice for someone who's maybe studying two instruments? Well, I'm not studying them yet. Well, Advice, nothing specific, but I will say that studying both is extremely handy because what what you can do with your piano skills is a lot. It helps your understanding of theory and understanding of harmony. It just gives you a leg up, quite frankly. If you're able to go to the keyboard and plunk down chords and your own piano parts of your violin music, I think it's an excellent skill to have. I mean, I'm also pretty good with the violin too because I think yesterday... I would, you know, you're playing a thing and I, I put my fingers on both strings and played on both things. And so I was like a harmony, like it's not a double stop. Yeah, of course. Double stops. And it's so much easier to play double stops on the piano, isn't it? I find. Because you don't have to go like, you don't have to, you don't have to hurt your fingers by putting it on two strings. That's right. It's a lot easier on the piano. Yeah. I think having piano lessons as well as violin lessons is a great idea. So, Lynn, you play in the National Ballet of Canada Orchestra, and that means that every year you play in a production of The Nutcracker. Yes. Yes. I mean, it seems like if you play this every year, you would know it so super well. Like, do you have the music for The Nutcracker memorized at this point? Do you I, know it inside out? I don't have it memorized. I believe there is one person in the orchestra who does have memorized, but I, we all use our music because it's so long. It really is a long piece of music to, to memorize. Plus, you have to 
coordinate with so many other sections of the orchestra, it does help to have a visual reference to have the music in front of you. So no, some parts I, I totally can close my eyes, absolutely, and go on autopilot. And sometimes out of the corner of my eye, I'll sneak up my eyes to the stage to see what's going on. But most times my eyes glued to the music and then at the top of my eyes, I'll see the conductor's hands waving. So I do need to have all of those things, the music, the conductor, and I'll sneak a few glances at the stage when I can. We were watching a clip of the Nutcracker from the website of the National Ballet and we saw something. Do you want to explain what you saw, Zara? Because we were like surprised to see. We've never gone to see the production, but we know the story of the Nutcracker. I've watched watched the movies. Uh Uh-huh. But what was in the clip? I think I saw like bears or something. Yes. In the real, the, the cracker I've always watched. But I don't think I remember it had any bears. There. What's happening with the bears? This is special because our National Ballet of Canada production is the creation of James Kudelka. He's the former artistic director of National Ballet. So he created this version of the Nutcracker in 1995 for the National Ballet of Canada. And he's a genius. He added bears on rollerblades. He added a horse that comes in in Act 1. And people think it's a real live horse. It's so realistic. But I tell you, from behind the scenes, you can go backstage and see that the horse is hung up at the end of the show on on a rack. So it's not real. There are dancers inside the horse. But when it comes out, boy, you really do think it's real. Until it starts to start dancing. <laughs> legs start flailing then you realize wait a second a horse can't do that but it does look very real so yes there's bears on rollerblades they're beautiful they're really cute and I don't really see this from the stage but I can kind of sneak a glance I've never seen the production myself either the horse is great and in the second act when you have the dance of the Merlitons you usually see oranges right you usually see uh Coffee is a dance, tea is a dance, traditionally a Chinese dance, things like that. There's definitely some variations on these themes in our production, and I think they're really fun. Actually, this production came out when Lion King was on stage. Do you know Lion King? I don't think I've I've watched a little bit of it, but I, I, I know it. Yeah, so Lion King was a big musical, and Lion King was really cool because it had actors moving puppets. So imagine really large puppets playing lions and stuff. So around that time, the Nutcracker was created. So it was really influenced by that time. So it doesn't have puppets necessarily. But in the second act, we've got little chefs that come out and they're chasing a chicken. And it's really cute because the chicken is actually, this is a little secret. The chicken is attached to one of the little chefs. So you imagine a boy running through the show with a big chef hat and it's flopping on his head, quite a little bit fat, and he's carrying a, a beater and a rolling pin and a whisk and things like this. And in with invisible wires on the, his, the back of his costume is a chicken that looks like it's chasing him. And so he's running away from the chicken. It's very cute. So in that part of the, the, the ballet, we can close our eyes, really. It's really easy for us to play. So I always watch. I watch from the, the pit. So out of the corner of my eye, I'm watching the little chef's running across the stage and I can see the wires because I'm close enough to see the wires and the chicken is chasing and occasionally the chicken gets caught on the staircase and the poor chef can't run and he's stuck he's stuck he's stuck and he can't do anything until another chef from behind him loosens the chicken and then he can escape it's kind of funny so we just have a fun time watching what happens show to show to show yeah and I guess you're sitting close enough to like the edge of the orchestra that you can see on stage. Like other members of the orchestra probably can't see anything. That's right. Some of the orchestra members have their backs to the stage and all they can see is the auditorium, the house, the lights, the audience. But I can, you're right. I'm on the edge of the pit. 
where I am the corner of my left eyes, I can see what's going on in the front of the stage. I can't see what's happening in the back. But you know what I can see? In Act 1, there's a massive, massive Christmas tree. You know how it turns midnight in the story? Well, when it turns midnight, this tree from the back is so massive. It just looks like it's bigger than a CN Tower. And it grows and it grows and it grows. And the music is getting loud and exciting. And we're playing with the loudest we can. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. And at the corner of my eye, I see this Christmas tree. It's swaying. The balls and the, the tinsel as they start to move. The ornaments start to How shake. How do they do the Christmas tree? Like, well, if it's- I've been backstage to see it. And it's this big wall of Christmas tree branches and hanging ornaments. And I think there are, I'm not quite sure, but I think there must be people. We have uh, crew members in the back who operate manually. I'm not sure. Or maybe it's electronic. I actually don't know. I'd have to ask. Yeah, because I mean, the only time it's happening, you're busy playing. Exactly. And I've never had a backstage tour. I've only invited a few people myself and shown them the the horse hanging on the rack and the dance and the the bear costumes. I can show them that, but I don't see them being used and the costumes yes. being put on. And yeah, that I can't see. The Nutcracker is over a hundred years old. And why do you think it is still so popular to date? Wow. Yeah, this is an interesting question. Why is the Nutcracker so popular? Well, it was originally a story by E.T.A. Yeah. E. Hoffman. And it was about the Nutcracker versus the Mouse King, I believe. But... Once you hit a story that has a hero and triumphs over a bad force, the Mouse King, and you see such fun, beautiful characters that make the holiday season come alive with candy, with with fantastical creatures, like, who wouldn't enjoy that? It's just like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Lion King, Disney, Mickey Mouse, all wrapped up into the holidays. Who wouldn't enjoy that? I think it's pretty good too. It's Snowflake, Snow Queen, Winter Wonderland, Christmas gifts, surprises. It makes the holiday season just so much more fun. And so when you have that cool story and you add beautiful music to it, hey, you've got a you've got the recipe for a hit. It's basically like you somebody could film that and call it a movie. Yes. Wouldn't that be great as a Disney? Pixar yeah. movies? Pixar. It'd be a great movie. Yeah. It'd be a great movie. I think I watched the... Uh, once I went to a movie theater and I watched the Nutcracker and I had like pop-out glasses. Yes. Kind of like the ones that make, that make it look 3D. Yeah. And I was there with my cousins, I think. And I can't really remember all of it, but I do remember my cousin saying like, take off the glasses or else the mice will... Or else the mice will jump at you. Oh, Yes. <laughs> I've been to these 3D performances, yeah, and I remember going, whoa, oh, there's, a, there's like a dinosaur that comes out of, the, out of the screen and pops up my face and just, yeah, shocks everybody. Yeah, those things are cool, actually. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the music of the Nutcracker? I mean, we know that it was written by someone very famous. Do you know anything about, like, the history of how he wrote it? Or, I mean, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. But, like, what is it like to play that music? It's The music itself is famous even without the story now. That's true. That is very true. Well, Peter Tchaikovsky wrote this music, and what I understand is it's his last ballet, full-length ballet, and he wrote some other famous ballets, which you likely know, Swan Lake, you've heard of Swan Lake, and Sleeping Beauty. Now, Disney has made Sleeping Beauty very popular, so Tchaikovsky wrote the music for those ballets as well. Those are very, very well-known ballets. So Nutcracker is the shortest one. It's only two hours long. Thank goodness, because Sleeping Beauty is three hours and Swan Lake is almost three hours and it's really long and difficult to play. So I don't know too much about his compositional progress uh, process, but I do know that 
for example, what is, I found interesting is the overture. So you'll recognize. Yeah, so you recognize it immediately. Get this. This is really interesting. It's very difficult. It's very difficult for the violins. It's notoriously difficult. As a, as a violinist, we all know the Nutcracker Overture is pretty tough. It's got some tricky moments. So whether you're playing the actual ballet or you're playing it in a concert in an orchestra, everyone knows, oh, the Nutcracker's coming. I got to practice it. Actually, I just released on my YouTube channel a tutorial on how to learn that Nutcracker Overture. I saw on your website that you have like free fingerings for downloads. That's right. I use, I actually share my national ballet part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So Amazing. you can actually see what we actually see in the National Ballet of Orchestra, uh, Orchestra of Canada. So another fun fact about the overture is that there are no cellos in the overture. They sit and watch us play the overture, and then they start playing after the overture's done. I think that's, that's quite so unfair. unusual. I know unfair it is, because <laughs> we're working our butts off. It's a lot of high notes. It's very fast. It's very tricky. The shifts are really, really difficult. And the cellos are just sitting there, you know, when's the show going to start? <laughs> Yeah, so when we rehearse, when we have our first rehearsal in, you know, the beginning of December, which is, you know, right about now, the, the cellos, we, they actually say the overture is rehearsed last because then they can let the cellos go. So the cellos go home and everyone else has to stay for the and work on the first piece of music for the yeah. overture. Yes. Yeah. Ridiculous. Unfair. <laughs> yes. It's not right. It's not right. And we have a choir in our in, in our production, but I think for COVID we do not have a choir this time, unfortunately. But they usually appear in the second act when the snow the snow scene comes out and you meet the snow queen for the first time. That's when we typically hear the children's choir. But because of COVID, we can't do this. Mm. Yeah. So actually, this is perfect, Sarah. Why don't you ask this question? How long have you played the Nutcracker? Does the production change for beauty? Oh, oh, good pastor. Well, this is the first year. Well, let me see. During COVID, there was no Nutcracker. Boo-hoo. Mm. Yeah, so we <laughs> haven't, yeah, we haven't played Nutcracker since, I guess, 2019. That was my last Nutcracker, too. And actually, I moved to Newfoundland just after the last show of Nutcracker in 2019. Then, we did not have a Nutcracker in 2020 because of COVID. So now we're returning for the first time. Yay, we're back, we're back, finally. Yay. So if the production has changed, it's changed because of COVID. So this time, we have no performers under the age of 12 in this particular year. Just for for COVID safety reasons, right? We want vaccinated people and want everyone to feel safe. So everyone on stage, in the pit, working inside the building, from backstage crew to costume people... To everybody, even including the security people, the cleaning staff, everybody is double vaccinated inside the Four Seasons Center for the Performing Arts and our home in the Walter Carson Center where the, the dancers and the staff work. So we ensure that safety. So that's what's different about the production this year. Everyone inside the production and in the building, you're not allowed into the building or the production is double vaccinated. So that means, unfortunately, p- children under 12 are not in. And get this, we actually test twice a week. We test ourselves twice a week to show up to work. And if we're, if we don't pass that test, we can't, we can't go into the building. And that's for everyone's safety. So that's what's different about the production this year. Yeah. That is pretty different. And I would guess that like the ballet dancers aren't wearing masks when they're performing. So it's super important to them that everyone is double vaccinated. That's right. Super safe. That makes sense. That's right. Yeah. And I've been playing to answer that first part of your question. I, won that audition that I mentioned long before you were born, Zara. I won it in 2000. It's now 2021. So this is my 21st year. Can you believe it? 21st year in the company. I have not played 21 seasons because I missed, obviously, COVID year. 
but I also missed, I think, one year. Hmm, I might have taken the one season off when I was playing another musical, actually. The producers, I was playing the producers, and I slept out of Nutcracker. So there's a few seasons that I missed. But yeah, this is my 21st season. Long, long, long time. I feel like you should get some sort of award for that. Ah, I do have my 20-year anniversary pin. Yeah. Ah, yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's perfect. What does an assistant concertmaster do, and how did you get this position? Okay. So, you already answered the second part with an audition. Yes, yes, yes. Well, what's, what's interesting about assistant concertmasters, so we do not have what other orchestras have, which is associate concertmasters. So usually concertmaster is number one, right? Associate would be number two. Assistant would be number three. We don't have an associate, so I'm number two. So I'm assistant concertmaster. I sit next to the concertmaster, and that means I sit on the inside, and I'm responsible for turning pages. Now, here's another answer to your question about what's different about the production this year. Because of the COVID safety measures, we're trying to, as much as possible, to distance. So we're no longer sharing stands. Violinists, all string players will share a stand and have a stand partner. But this year, we are distancing, so we are only one person to a stand. And often now this year is the first time people are actually using their own to look at the music. So people are bringing in their Bluetooth pedals and their tablets. So I may or may not choose to do that because I think we're going to be distanced and on our own stand. So I won't have to turn pages for for this production. I'll turn my own pages and I bought a pedal. I have a Bluetooth pedal, so I'll have to practice with my foot. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Tell us a little bit about how that works because I don't think most kids understand what you're talking about. Oh. Like, maybe they know what Bluetooth is, but like... What is a Bluetooth? It's a Bluetooth. Okay, okay. so I guess no, okay. maybe not everybody knows what a Bluetooth sure, is. Sure, sure, sure. So you can operate a lot of things wirelessly. So from your phone, your smartphone, you can actually connect to your TV. You can connect music. You can play music from your phone or your tablet or your computer to speakers. And that technology is called Bluetooth. It's completely wireless, going through the air. So I can actually connect a pedal that I purchased from a store, and I purchased it locally. I, I want to support a local business. I purchased my pedal just last week. And all you do is you turn it on your tablet, and you turn on Bluetooth settings, and it says, Hi, I see you have a pedal. Or, hi, I see you have a speakers. I see you have a TV. Do you want to connect those two? So, yes, I want to connect the two. Then they can talk to each other. So when I hit my pedal, I can put put my foot on that. It will turn the page for me. And I can go backwards, forwards. I can set it. So, yeah, it's, it's really handy so that you can do everything hands-free. So you can turn your page by kind of, like, pressing down this pedal with your foot, similar to how, you, like, a gas pedal or a pedal on a piano yes. or a sewing machine. Yes. Press the pedal with your foot, and the page turns on your tablet. Yes. And your music's on your tablet, yes. and you can control it with your pedal, which is connected by Bluetooth yeah. to the tablet. This is, technology is amazing. I know, and now, you know what, now that I'm actually, I'm playing for Mandel Philharmonic, I'm, I'm playing concertmaster, and so I'm creating the Boeings as the concertmaster, so... The rest of the violins need to see the Boeings. So how do they get my markings without having to copy every single little marking? Guess what? With the, the technology of, with Apple, AirDrop, you can just say AirDrop. And then I literally did that last week. I hit AirDrop and then whomever is sitting behind me who's, who has an iPad can say accept. And so I hit send to this person to, 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 boop, 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 like magic, like Star Trek, like Star Wars. All these people can get my part with my fingerings, my Boeings, and then like that. They got it right away. It's like magic. Dude, so fancy. It's very fancy. orchestra has changed so much. So much. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to play opera or cheese? Yes, I would love to play opera or cheese. Opera or cheese? Opera or cheese? Opera or cheese? Opera or cheese? 
Opera or cheese? Opera or cheese? Opera or cheese? Opera or cheese? Opera or cheese? Do you know what opera or cheese is? Is it when you're asking if it, the Italian word is a, a composer or a cheese? Last time was a pasta, was it not? Yeah, last season we did pasta or composer, and this year we're doing opera or cheese. Oh no, I was preparing for pasta. <laughs> Have you been studying your pasta types? No,、then? but I was mentally mentally preparing myself for battle for for pastas. <laughs> okay, so okay, cheese, well, we're switching、cheese. it up. All right, I'm not versed in cheese. You're probably going to get me on this one. Okay, let's do it. Okay, well, it's okay because I I don't participate. I just read the words. Okay, and it's not a competition. No one wins. Okay, and Zara will go first because if I read an opera, it's more likely that you will know it because you read them before. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's so hard. <laughs> okay, is this an opera or a cheese? As far as you know, like, what's your best guess? Some of these I can't even read them. And I should know more opera than I do, but I really don't. I don't know、I'm、my opera cheese. You think it's a cheese?、Mm-hmm. The name of the thing is that is a cheese. Dioclesian. I think D I O C L E S I A N. Dioclesian. Is that an opera or is that a cheese? Is it an opera? Actually, I think it's an opera. Actually, I believe. What do you think? That doesn't sound like a cheese to me, so I'm going to go with opera. And I said opera. You both say opera. You are both correct. Yes. It is an opera by Purcell. Okay. Who's Purcell? Purcell. William Purcell. Yeah. Purcell. 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 Yes. Okay. I'm. I just butcher all of the pronunciations. <laughs> okay. Okay. So just to to keep you on your toes. Yes. To make、absolutely. sure everyone else knows what they're doing. Okay. Is this an opera or a cheese? Abbott's Gold. Abbott's Gold. Gold. Why does that remind me of ABBA? <laughs> That's before your time, Zara.、Uh, Abbott's Gold. This to me sounds like、uh, it conjures up the image of the taste of mozzarella. So I'm gonna go with cheese. Plan to go with opera. Okay, the correct answer is cheese. It is a- yeah.、Oh. All right. To me, it sounds like a mozzarella kind of thing, creamy with a with a deep flavor. You you do know your cheese then? <laughs> Just guessing. Okay, the last one. We'll do one more. Okay. The last one is Stinking Bishop. Oh, okay. That's a cheese. That's, That's a, cheese. a cheese. It's got to be it's a cheese. cheese. Who would go to an opera called Stinking Bishop? I don't know. I think it's it could it could be interesting. You、if、never know. Maybe if you're hip and cool, you would go to an opera called Stinking Bishop. But I'm gonna go with cheese. It almost sounds like a place, like a pub or something. I would、like、go to a pub called Bishop. Stinking Bishop. I actually don't drink, but you know what? I would go to a pub called Stinking Bishop. Yes. Yeah, the stinking bishop. It's actually a cheese. So、yes. you're right. You are both correct. Yes, that sounds good.、Like、well, that's all for opera or cheese. Thank you so much for playing with us. Oh, that was fun. Cheese, opera, opera, cheese, opera, or cheese. Wait, who comes up with those answers if you don't know the answers? I don't know the answers. Someone else made the list. Oh my gosh, that's great.、Yeah. Also, but I can see what list they're on, so I can't、uh, really participate. I see. I just read the words. That's fair.、Cool. Maybe I should do it next time. It's true. You can, but you'd have to research them, and you know, you have to like be allowed to use Google for that. So I could use your phone. <laughs> Lynn, where can more people listening hear more about you and what you're up to? Oh, sure. Yeah, I have a website. I've got two websites: lynnquo dot com, and that's spelled L Y N N K U O. dot com, and I have another website, violinwithdrlin 
www.jennyfrankenstein.com. And that's where I have all my courses. And that's how you can look at my private lesson packages and my violin boot camp. So I have a violin boot camp coming up. It's my fourth one. I'm launching, I'm launching my fourth violin boot camp. It's six weeks. It's going to be a great winter extravaganza on the violin for any violinist who considers themselves an upper intermediate or advanced or even a professional violinist. And I've got guest artists coming and I make it really fun. I don't know. I just like having fun being a nerd on the violin. That's what we like to do. So that's uh, my website. And you can also find me on social media. I'm at YouTube slash Lynn Quo, L-Y-N-N-K-U-O, and Facebook and Instagram. At My, my handle is Violin Quo, V-I-O-L-Y-N-N-K-U-O. Very clever. I like that. Thanks. Your violin boot camp sounds like there might be a lot of scales involved. That's what I envision on a violin boot camp. Is that accurate? It's like there, scales. There are. And- there's, there's some, or- definitely there's, there's some technique. I, I actually split my boot camp into four main philosophies of, of my teaching. So I have technique on the violin. And I also want to address musicality because I don't think many teachers know how to really help a student musically unless it's, you know, kind of on the side topic. And then I also want to address performance anxiety, getting nervous and how not to let that destroy your confidence, how to build your confidence. And I also talk about how to practice because a lot of teachers don't have time to talk about how to practice more efficiently and save your time. Cause I personally don't like to practice a whole lot, but <laughs> you didn't hear it from me. You may have heard it somewhere else. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much. We will put those links in the show notes. Thank you so much, Dr. Lynn Quo for speaking with us today. And we will oh, also put my, the link so my to- pleasure. Oh, amazing. It will also put the link to Nutcracker tickets in case there are still some left. I don't know. Yes. It sells out pretty quickly yes. in Toronto. Oh, amazing. yes. I'm not sure. Is it sold out? I don't know. But get your tickets fast. If Yeah. Act fast. Yeah. So we'll put those links and you can at least go and see what it's all about. And if there are no tickets left, maybe next year, you'll have to act earlier. Thank you so yeah. much for joining us for this episode yes. of Kid Kid Music. Kid the Music. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Kids Cue the Music. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to follow us on iTunes and follow us on social media at Lane School of Music. I'm Zara Lane. And I'm Rebecca Lane. See you next time on Kids Cue the, the Music. music. <laughs>